You're listening to the Seek First podcast for students with Stephanie Akiyama and Kurt Petershawn. Well, welcome everybody once again to the Seek First student podcast. Yes. Um, Hi guys. This is Stephanie, Stephanie Akiyama and Akiyama. I am Kurt Petersheim. So thank you guys for joining us once again. Uh, we've had a lot of fun doing this so far and yeah. this has been a really cool thing. So uh, we're going to dive right in this week. Um, we we kind of ended a conversation last week that, um, as we said, maybe was not the most fun conversation. I don't know, <laughs> but necessary at the same yeah. time, just as we talked about um, maybe how do I end a conversation if I feel like I, or end a conversation, end a relationship, relationship if go. I feel like I need to. Um, and so we set up this week to talk a little bit more specifically about Christian relationships, Christian friendships, and how, what those should look like. How do we, um, kind of continue in those and fight for each other? You used the word fierce last week. Are you going to use that again this week? No, you know, it's not in my notes. (laughs) I like the word. Fiercely loyal. Fiercely loyal. I love the word. So how do we be fiercely loyal to one another? How do we have these kind of, uh, Christian friendships? Mm -hmm. So... Just uh, why don't you get us going on the conversation and we'll just, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Last week when we finished up, we just kind of thought, you know what? We were talking about ending friendships, but but what's the positive side of that? What yes. what are we looking for in friendships? Not just when to end and how to stop a, <laughs> stop <laughs> a relationship. Hopefully we're not looking for that all the time. <laughs> right. right. But to give some hope and to just go, you know what? Um, we threw out a lot of red flags, what to look yeah. for in relationship. Um, and so today we want to give hope and we want to talk about Christian friendships and the Bible has a lot to say about Christian friendships. I I was thinking the other day I was, um, and I honestly, I haven't done the full research on this, but I would say just from a, uh, from, from what I have read in scripture, the Bible has probably more to say on just friendship and relational, like relationships in that context in regard than any other way of talking about relationships. I yeah. mean, even more than marriage, more than, I mean, it says things about right. all these kind of things as well, but I mean, just, just friendship, just relationship with one another, friends, you know, who are following Jesus together, especially, yeah. I mean, obviously um, the New Testament has, has so many of these, uh, these one another's, yeah. um, and we'll get into that in a, in a minute, um, the 59 one another's <laughs> of, yeah. of the Bible. But so I know um, you and I have not had this full conversation, but I know you brought some green flags this week because we talked yes. a lot about Red flag. Yes. That's exactly right. So um, we want to give a we want to go. Po- I'm a I'm a glasses half full kind of person. Like yes, that. and That's so good. we're we're gonna give some green flags. So these are the things to look for, mm-hmm. um, and to just rejoice over if these are a part <laughs> of your relationships. Yeah. Um, and also. Um, what kind of friend you can be. So not only looking yes. for this in someone else, but what kind of friend yes. you can be. Okay, here's here are some green flags. You know that this is a good thing in relationships. Here we go. If they treat you well, if they're selfless, if they're just yeah. giving people, if they're not all like take, 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 take from the relationship, they are giving people. And that was kind of the, the very first week we talked about being these kind of people, right? right? People adding being, value, adding value, not taking, not yes. being a value sucker exactly <laughs> in right. the world. But adding we don't value need to those. Others. This is how Jesus was. I mean, always. I think that's why people wanted to be around Jesus. Yes, um, yes. Adding value to one another. Yes, that's Colossians really three says, "Therefore, as God's chosen people." 
who we are, right? We want to put on compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. Be that kind of friend. All right. Next green flag. Next green flag. Um, They help you through hard times. Yeah. They don't run from pain. They run toward awkwardness or pain when you're in pain. They they help you through hard times. And that's one of the one another's that Kurt is going to talk to us about the bear one another's burdens. Um, They pray for you. This is kind of a Christian distinctive, I feel like, yeah, that they for sure. um, actually pray for you. Mm-hmm. And I love in James 5, it says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. Listen to this, that you may be healed. Now, and yeah. it's not necessarily just physical healing. It's healing from loneliness or insecurity or hopelessness or yeah. unforgiveness. I literally turned to James 5 right before you said that. I didn't even know you were about to say that. <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah. I had turned my Bible. I'm not lying to you. Right Hold it up. To the I, I got my Bible here and yeah. I'm sitting here thinking and then I open it up and it's, bam, it's James 5 and you go, James 5, that you may be healed. Right. Yes. I love that. And uh, just talking about praying for one another. If anyone of you is in trouble, he should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. If any of you sick, you should call on the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with the oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. All the like, just prayer, 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 confess your sins to each other, pray that you may be healed. Right. And just yes. this, this admonition to the people to be people of prayer and be friends who actually pray for, for one another. another. Yeah. Something I, I say this all the time um, to students, uh, just like, have you ever had someone come up to you and say, hey, I've been praying for you about whatever, right? Have you ever had them say that? And if you have, did you ever think, oh, what a jerk? <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't believe you. Pray- <laughs> like that's, I feel like that's something that even non-Christians, that's they appreciate people. Yes. We appreciate this. Um, I appreciate it if anybody's praying for me. And yeah. anytime I, I am praying for others, um, I want to encourage, I know it's an encouraging thing for them as well. And right. um, I love that. I love that as a green flag. If you have a friend who is praying for you. <laughs> Keep them. Keep that friend. <laughs> yeah, and be that friend. That is, yeah. Yes. Because you know your mom is and your grandma is. Right. And all these people, you know. Yeah. Um, be like your grandma. Praise <laughs> for you all the time. And, you know, every, we, we all need that grandma. That's exactly Hopefully, right. Hopefully, we, all Hopefully we all have that. Yep. All right. The next green flag is they point you to Christ. Yes. Um, it says, encourage one another daily. Hebrews 3, encourage one another daily so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So mm. friends point one another to Christ. Yes. Um, here's another one. This is a true test. They are truly happy for you when mm. you do well. When you <laughs> yeah. when you rejoice and look, Romans rejoice twelve says, rejoice. "Rejoice with those who rejoice yes. and weep with those who weep." And so yes. that is the true test. And we're going to see later on in some of the friendships that are highlighted in the Bible mm-hmm. um, that that is the way that they act. Yeah, they are so so excited when the other is doing well and is growing in popularity and doing all of that. So that's. Gosh, I mean, what a selfless thing too, right? Like Absolutely. To be the kind of friend that can genuinely rejoice when good things are happening in your own life and not right. necessarily in their life. Right. Right. Or, or yeah, you know what I'm saying, yes. right? <laughs> to be the kind of friend who can rejoice when when good things are happening to a friend. And because, um, man, what a temptation to be jealous. What a temptation to be bitter. Right. Right. When good things are happening to others and not to me, but... Again, I love that. That's a great green flag to find yes. that kind of friend who is rejoicing when you rejoice. That's exactly right. And it's also, I mean, they can sit with you in the sorrow too. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously to, to empathize and feel as you feel. So Yes. Last one that I have on my list is they forgive you when you mess up. 
We are all going to mess up. Praise Jesus. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Colossians 3 also says, uh, forgive one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Yeah. So I referenced uh, a little bit ago the 59 one another's in the New Testament. So in the New Testament, just a little, here's a, here's a little fun uh, word for the day. There's a word, alelon. Alelon in the Greek. Um, I, I'm not a Greek scholar, but I can look these things up. I at least know the, the tools. Uh, maybe we'll do a podcast on that. Just how do yes. you, you know, how do you study your Bible? Hey, dig in. Um, alelon means one another or each other, something like that. And um, in the New Testament, that it occurs about a hundred times in the New Testament. There are 59 specific one another, 59 specific alelons of like command to Christians. How do we one another, one another, right? Like how, <laughs> yeah. do, how do I live this way? And of those 59, there's about 15 of them. Well, there are 15 of them. Um, that are specifically this command, love one another. Um, and what I love about the New Testament is that it, you know, obviously there's so many commands in the Bible, right? There, right. There's hundreds and hundreds in the Old Testament. There, there are actually hundreds in the New Testament as well. Um, but even Jesus boils it down to this when he is asked, hey, what's the greatest commandment yeah. that there is? And he says, you know the commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he says, and there, there, that is the greatest, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so there's this kind of new command, right? In the, it's this old slash new command. First John talks about this. Jesus even says the same thing in uh, John 13. He says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Now this is not a new commandment right. in the sense that they had never heard to love each other before, but it was new in the sense that he was saying, look, it all comes to this point right. as we one another one another yeah. In, yeah. in our walk with the Lord, that it is all about love. And he says, he, he continues, this is John 13, 34 and 35, he says, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, and here's here's kind of the kicker, right? By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So um, there is something unique about the Christian friendship, the Christian relationship yes. that we have with one another that, according to Jesus, there is going to be a way that the whole world would be able to kind of identify us yeah. as his disciples, right? That it's not just that we go to church or not just that right. we uh, have a Bible or whatever, but... We love one another in a way that is unique, right? In a way that is, um, a, you know, according to who Jesus is and how Jesus teaches us to love, yeah. which, you know, is just so fascinating to me. And, and, and that's, you know, I think that's just the kind of Christians we want to be, the kind of Christians who can kind of live by, um, as Andy Stanley puts it, right, the, the, the law of love, what does love require of me, yes. right, in any given right. situation? Right, yeah. And, um we we talked about this earlier but we should we should fight for those kinds of relationships we should yeah. um seek them out yeah. we should hold on to them um and there are reasons why and number one is is the witness that you're talking mm -hmm. about that witness to the world that christian friendships have it um it's different mm -hmm. than anyone else can see and it and it draws people it's like yeah. wait that there's something different about that relationship. Right. She made a mistake and she completely forgave her or he was acting like a jerk and he came and they reconciled. And and yeah. so it um, it is a witness to the watching world yeah. that there is something different when you have the Spirit of God living inside of you. Yeah. And it's not like there's not conflict in the church. Right. Yeah, yes. Obviously. Right. And we see this, guys, if you read the book of Acts, I mean, I, what I love, one of the great things I love about the Bible is they don't, they don't hide the ugly parts. Right. right? So, I mean, we're reading... 
gosh, if you read the Old Testament, you're going to see so many ugly, ugly stories of even the people of God doing horrible things. But even when we get to the New Testament, we see the book of Acts and the church is starting and um, we see uh, just some conflict. We see times where they disagree on some yeah. things. We see some people who outright like lie to the apostles about certain things yeah. and bad things happen. Um, <laughs> Don't do that. Anyway, you know, obviously we see struggles and we see conflicts and we see all these things, but we see people that have this one mission, right? This one mindset, this one... So what we're not saying on this podcast right now is that our Christian friendships are just always hunky-dory, always perfect, (laughs) never have conflict. In fact, if anything, we're saying... Just like every relationship, they're gonna have their struggles, right? They're gonna right. have their problems. Uh, I'm like, I'm sure you've had. Uh, you could tell several stories. Yes. I could tell several stories of conflict we've had with Christian brothers or sisters, right? Right. Um, and and how, just like you were saying, um, because we have inside of us the the spirit of the living God, that He binds us together in love, binds us together in faith, binds us together, and unifies us together. Um, that we have this common goal and this common purpose all the time. Right. And so, and not only that, but we have a common Lord who teaches us to forgive, to love, to bear each other's burdens, to help each other, all these things. Right. It's bigger than just our relationship. Right. It is our witness. And it's the story of God that he's writing in this time period, in this place. And so, and our friendship is a witness. Our friendships are a light in this dark and dying world. How cool of a thought is that too, that, um, you know, the whole world who who are not Christians necessarily, <laughs> like they obviously, by the common grace of God, they can have great friendships too, right. and they can love one another too. Um, but they don't have the, the, the great thought and purpose of my friendship or my relationship with these other people are actually a, a valuable witness to the world, that our friendship has a purpose right. that's bigger than us. That's we exactly as Christians right. get to have yes. that. We get to have this, yes. this unique thought that, man, our, our, our relationship to one another actually paints a picture for the world to see Jesus best, yes. um, which is, man, that's so cool. And even more so in, and I know we're going to talk about marriage, but even more so in marriage that we get to see as like Ephesians uh, 5 paints this picture where Paul is saying, you know, Christ, uh, husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church and wives, um, honor your husbands as the church submits to Christ and all these things. And it's just this beautiful uh, picture that we get, whether it's friendships, whether it's marriage or whatever it is, yeah. um, that we can show the world. Who Jesus is and how we we honor him yes. by the way we honor one another. Right? Yes. Such a cool thing. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about humility, you know, um, just the, you know, just the, the, the value of being humble, <laughs> um, which... It's so it's almost hard to talk about humility because it's like you know it's hard to how do you describe humility? It's a right. it's a great virtue to have, <laughs> um, but it's such a it's it's a lowly by the nature of humility. Um, I ask, I'll, I'll, just to define the word real quick, humility. How do you define? Let me ask you. How do you define humility? How would you say? I guess um, if you lo- put it in a. Um, I guess lowliness of attitude, like putting yourself right. yeah. under people, yeah. like not esteeming yourself higher than Not esteeming yourself else. higher than you are, right? Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of times students, I'll ask them that question, and they'll say, um, oh, isn't humility like uh, someone making fun of you or somebody, <laughs> some, which I think humiliation <laughs> right? Um, kind of comes yeah. from the same word. <laughs> right. um, humility, yeah, just being kind of more of a, um, not really anyone else making fun of me or anybody doing anything to me, but me intentionally in my own self. Like my Jesus own, did. Like Jesus, yes. having this attitude of, I'm making myself low. But I just think, man, in our relationships, how big humility is, right? Because, I mean, gosh, we, of course, we have this nature, 
this sinful nature in ourselves where I want to naturally make myself um, number one right. in, in my priority list, right? I want to make my hopes, my dreams, my plans, my likes and dislikes, whatever, my preferences, right. um, the most preeminent thing in my priorities. And, you know, other people, you know, I can kind of cast aside if they don't line up with the same priority of right. self, yeah. you know, that I may have. Um, we see stories like Jesus washing feet, um, we see, we, we, we read in Romans twelve ten where Paul says to prefer one another, right? Where he says in Philippians 2, 3, count one another <laughs> more significant. Yes. That one's always like, ow, man. <laughs> like count each other more significant than yourselves. Ephesians 5, 21, submit to one another out of reverence, uh, for Christ. So, um, man, just the... The humility thing, I think, is so key in these relationships and yes. how we are loyal to each other because yeah. we put ourselves down and we put others before ourselves, right? And right. We, you know, we just kind of start there, I think. That's that's the essential, basic Christian attitude. Yes, yeah. yes. And we, um, I mean, let's be honest, we need Christian friends. <laughs> like oh, This, the walking the way of Jesus in this fallen world is just hard. Yeah. And we need each other to do it. And so that's one of the reasons why I want to give you like fight for Christian friendships, mm. seek them out. So even if it's someone who's not necessarily in your social group or on your team or whatever, like if you know that they're a Christian or maybe they're in your youth group, but they're not in your friend group, seek them out, befriend yeah. them, spend some time with them. Yeah. Um, we need uh, uh, it's funny because I always have this picture in my mind Um of this pile of, of charcoal briquettes, right? And when you light them, they all kind of keep one another warm. And yep. if you get some tongs and you put one aside, it grows cold mm -hmm. and it is not useful anymore, right? But you pick it back up and put it with its friends. <laughs> friends. It gets warm again. It's super useful. <laughs> um, and so, and, and the thing is really, um, an isolated Christian is a vulnerable Christian. And you've got First yeah. Peter 5, 8 that says, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking for someone to devour. And look, he's going to love for you to stay isolated. He's going to love for you to stay with non-Christian friends yeah. because because you're easy to pick off, yeah. right? You're easy to pick off. Every time I've ever watched one of those nature shows, oh, lions, I don't want to talk about those. <laughs> lions don't attack herds. It's so sad. I don't right? want to talk about they it. They don't. Lions, <laughs> they don't attack herds. They attack individuals. The little vulnerable. They, they, they do know. it every time. Um, such a, yeah, First Peter 5, 8, prowling around. And who's he going after? He's going after the one by themselves. Yes. He's going after the one we who doesn't have need each other. community. We absolutely need each other. Yep. So let's pause for just a second. Um, we're going to jump back in a second, but we have a little intermission here. I'm not going to do an announcement today, but um, we had a question from my friend, Chloe Howard. Chloe <laughs> asked this question on uh, uh, for, for us to share on the podcast. So hey to Chloe. Um, here hey, was Chloe. her question. Her question was, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? She she wanted us to answer this question. So I'll let you go first because I All think right. you had one really clearly in my, yes. I, I'm still wrestling. I have one that I, that I, <laughs> I, I I love all of scripture, guys, like all of it. But no, no, you have to pick one. No, can't say that. But one that I the <laughs> one that I just really love comes from Psalm 116, verse 2. It says, Because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. Mm. This picture yeah. of God That's bending good. down, God condescending, just to, to even put those yeah. two words in the same sentence is crazy train. But he bends down like he stoops to hear us. 
And so what an honor to be able to pray and to talk to the God of the universe. It's one of my, because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking about it and I'm like, this is the hardest question we've had yet. (laughs) (laughs) Pick one. One verse. Um, One that, you know, I think I'm just going to pick this one. Philippians 121. To live is Christ, to die is gain. Yes. I mean, it's such a short verse and such a simple, but that I think that sums up the Apostle Paul's ministry, his life, um, his death. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> he lived this way. He 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 and he lived that that out so prominently, so powerfully that to live is Christ. Yeah. Everything in my life is G. I think that's identity. It's I mean, my life is not my own anymore. Right. It is Jesus. And, and he so much better because of that. Every, yes. <laughs> and he's everything to me. He is life. He's, he's, not, he's not a supplement to my life. He's my life. Yeah. And then to die is gain, um, which, you know, and, and Paul's wrestling in chapter one. Anyway, we don't have to get into all that, but <laughs> he's just wrestling in Philippians one about, man, do I even want to keep doing this? Do I want to, I kind of want to die and go be with Jesus. But he's like, man, I know that's not my call. It's right. his call. I'm going to yeah. keep doing ministry. I'm going to keep serving you people. And because of you, I'm I'm going to continue in this to live as Christ, to die as gain. And he's just like, oh man, as a, <laughs> as a guy, I'm like, yes, every time I read it. Um, so good. So Philippians one twenty one for me, what was your Psalm one? One sixteen verse two. First two. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to Christian friendships, Christian relationships. Um, just a note I had on on my my sheet here was consistency. Yeah. Um, consistency, being a consistent friend, um, looking for like that. Maybe that's another green flag is just someone who is. Cons- and you said one of those, like um, somebody who's just kind of there, right? Someone yes, who is right. consistently there. Um, man, I say that to my small group leaders a lot in, in our in our ministry here at Eastridge about, you know, just showing up. Just being the kind of person that is just going to stubbornly show up, right? right no matter what. Um, good, good night, man. I would say if you teenagers or students listening to this, if if you have that friend in your life, they might not be the coolest person. They might not have the most stuff. They might not be the friend that everybody you know thinks about when they think about who they want to invite to the party or who they whatever. I don't know. They might not have the most followers on followers <laughs> right. on TikTok. I don't even know. But they might not have any of that. <laughs> None. But if you have a person in your life who will show up, mm-hmm. that's somebody to keep around. Oh my goodness. And and to be that kind of person, right? To be this consistent person and 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 for our community as Christians, right? Because again, we 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 kind of hinted at this last week. We live in this culture right now where it's called cancel culture, mm. where any mistake that anybody makes, it's like as soon as they make the mistake, and we've seen so many news things this past year of just so-and-so made a and and sometimes they're terrible mistakes, right. granted. But it, we're so quick as a society to go canceled. Right. You're done. Write them off. Write them off. Yep. Not doing that anymore. Not listening to you. Not whatever. Um and you know, I think as Christians, if we would refuse to have a cancel culture in the church where fiercely loyal, fiercely, I love it, <laughs> yeah. fiercely loyal to go, you know what? I'm not that we condone sin, right? Obviously, we're not condoning each other's sin. We're going to hold each other accountable to right. sin. We're going to fight even for that with one another yes. and to get out of sin. But man, if we would refuse to cancel one another, because yeah. I don't think Jesus canceled people. Um, yes, he called them out sometimes. Yes, he held them accountable. Yes, he he did not like sin, but he he refused to cancel people. Um, I, and just where my mind went with this was Acts two forty two through forty seven, um, where we see the beginnings of the church, right? And it says this: it says every day. 
Yeah. Every day <laughs> they continued to, to meet together, to eat together, to worship together, to pray together, to read together every day. Right. Right. It was consistent every day. And so, man, um, the some of the strongest student Christians that I've ever seen are the ones that have that kind of community where they can just be so consistent yeah. uh, with one another and be in there. Yeah. I was thinking of some of the stories of Christian friendships and um, one I'm going to share later on, but I I love the story of the four friends carrying the paralytic to Jesus. Like, you know, they had something better to do with their Saturday, you know, (laughs) than to fight through crowds and carry this guy and up to the roof and cut a hole in the roof and lower him down. And and I just think, man, that, that, that guy, Mm -hmm. the paralytic, he's going to be forever, forever grateful for those friendships, those, those four guys who just took a corner and just did hard work and Mm -hmm. gave up their time and, and probably, you know, some, some, um, they were probably, somebody probably did not like them tearing their roof off. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They probably got into a little bit of trouble. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I just, I think that, um, that's friends. And then one more story that I thought about was when Jesus calls Lazarus out of the grave. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something so, um, I just love this part where he calls Lazarus out, Lazarus, come on out. So Lazarus comes out and he looks like a mummy all wrapped up in all the, you know, the trappings of yeah. death. And instead of going, you know, what, like what Jesus could have done, like zap and the grave clothes go away. He tells the people around him now, right. remove the grave clothes. Yeah. And it's because we come into relationships mm-hmm. or we come into situations and we're yeah. still wearing the trappings of our old life. We've been made new, but we're still wearing the trappings. And I love Romans 10, 17 yep. um, that says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Mm-hmm. Listen, we need our faith bolstered every single day because every day we wake up with what I call spiritual amnesia. We forget <laughs> who we are. Yeah. We forget whose we are, and we need Christ- We need Christians in our life reminding us of our identity, reminding us of who we are, what our mission is. Um, you believe this stuff too? Okay, I'm not crazy. Like, <laughs> like we believe in this invisible God. Yes, we're going to yeah. walk walk by faith, but faith comes from hearing and hearing through the Word. And so, when we have friends um, who are helping us to remove the trappings of our old life, man, we need that in our lives. Yeah, um, I mean, somebody I was thinking about of just. Uh, you know, characters in the Bible where, where we kind of see them be these kind of friends, like a Barnabas. Yeah. Right. Um, if you don't know Barnabas in, in the book of Acts, we kind of first meet him in Acts 13. And um, like Saul has been persecuting the church. He becomes Paul, becomes a Christian and all this. And people are justifiably a little freaked out by him. Right. <laughs> I mean, this guy has been murdering them, murdering their family and their friends. And these, and now he's a Christian. And now all of a sudden he, he's one of us. Like, right. Who is right. <laughs> right. Um, and he had a hard time, I think, being accepted. Yeah. Barnabas was a guy that came in and just, I just picture Barnabas being this dude that just kind of put his arm around Paul. Yeah. It was like, look, you know, we, we, he's one of us. He is us now. And, and, and we're going to accept him. We're going to love him. We're going to embrace him. Um, his, his name means encouragement. Barnabas yeah. means encouragement. When I taught uh, CLC, we used to give out the Barnabas award. It was like the most <laughs> encouraging student, Aww, yeah. um, you know, for, for, just looking back at such a encouraging person, the kind of person be so anyway, be a Barnabas, be a yes. be the kind of person who will 
um, again, kind of stubbornly and fiercely be loyal, even when it's scary, even when it's like there might be a friend. Listen, you might have a friend that um, nobody else really wants to hang out with or, or you know, a Christian right. friend. Maybe who they has, have a past. Maybe they have a really yeah. bad past. Maybe they have really messed up or recently and yeah. like, done something super stupid. We all do that. Yes. Um, but man, we need people who will be, be the Barnabas and, yeah. and put the arm around us and go, you know what? I'm going to stick with you. you yeah. Know, even when, if, even if, and when others may leave. Um, so I was thinking too about, um, man, just how do we know what love is? And, um, so just, a just a little, a, a quick plug here. If you guys are looking for something to read and just kind of maybe, uh, have a little bit better understanding of Christian love and what that looks like kind of practically, pl- uh, played out as we love one another. Um, for me, the book of first John has, yes. has just, I'm, I'm, I'm currently in first John. I've done, I've been studying it for a while now. Just it, it's, it's blowing me up just every day of just, um, encouragement and conviction, but just so deep and so strong on the way that we treat one another in our relationship to God. Cause he, he doesn't divorce the two, right? right? John makes it very clear the whole time as you're reading first John that man, how I know God and how I walk with him in relationship with him, um, has direct impact on how I treat other people and how I love other people. So if you want to be a more loving Christian, if you want to have better Christian friendships, I think that's a good place to start yeah. reading, reading a book like like First John. Yeah. Um, my most favorite Bible friendship is between Jonathan and David. Um, these guys should have been enemies. Yeah. Um, if you don't know that Jonathan was King Saul's son, mm-hmm. who was in line to be the successor. He was he was the prince, right? Should've and been king. he should have been king. Um, but David was anointed to be the next king of Israel. And so Jonathan should have hated this guy. But <laughs> but first uh, Samuel 18 says that Jonathan loved David as himself, which mm-hmm. harkens forward to the second the second greatest commandment, right? right. To love your neighbor yep. as yourself. Jonathan loved David as himself. Jonathan sacrificed for David. Mm-hmm. He handed over his princely garments um, to David at one point, which really was put humility, like putting mm-hmm. himself lower and knowing that David was going to be yeah. uh, esteemed. Um, he risked his life to tell David, hey, my dad's finna kill you, so you better run, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Which was bad. And then when Jonathan was killed in battle, I love this, David, who was a singer-songwriter yeah. also, um, he composes a song about Saul and Jonathan and about them dying in battle and the glory and all that kind of stuff. And not only does he compose it, but he makes all of Israel memorize it and yeah. sing it. Uh, I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> and then David took care of Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth, yeah. um, for the rest of his life. And so those kinds of, like, if you're wondering, what does Christian friendship look like? Mm-hmm. There is so much in the Bible that teaches us these kinds of friends yeah. um, are just so unique, but so powerful, those friendships. Yeah. We have a lot of good examples of not-so-good friends yes. in the Bible, <laughs> yes. but we do have a lot of good examples of really, really good friendships. Yeah. Um, so I think to wrap it all up together, if we could just say, um, fight for one another, yeah. right? Be fiercely loyal. Um, man, be unwilling to cancel. Right. Again, in our in our Christian friendships and our relationships with one another, let's like take seriously the one another's in in the New Testament. Read those. Make note of those. Maybe do a whole study where you just go through the one another yeah. and find them. Look, Google fifty nine one another's in New Testament. Just Google that, and they're gonna all come up. You can just make a list, write them down, put them all over your wall. Try to live 
this out and 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 be these kinds of Christians. Um, Stephanie, I told you I was going to ask you this, so here's my question to you, just as we wrap this up. If somebody just asked you, hey, where can I go in the Bible? Where would be a what's kind of the first place you would think of as like, how do I know how to live as a Christian person trying to love one another and and kind of one another, the one another's? um, Where would you go? Yeah, well, I I wrote down this. The first verse that came to mind was in Proverbs. And I know that we've talked Mm -hmm. a lot about Proverbs. We could do a commercial on Proverbs. Proverbs But Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend loves at all times. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about that, like when it's inconvenient. All times. All times. <laughs> when the person's being a jerk, when the person is grumpy or hangry, uh, when they make a mistake, even a big mistake. Yeah. A friend loves at all times. And uh, we need these kind of friends. We need to be these kinds of friends. Yeah. Because um, the watching world needs to see Jesus through our friendships. 100%. Yeah. Um, some good chapters. Romans 12. Yes. Really, really good. Really good chapter. Start in verse 9 specifically where... Love must be sincere. Hate with yes. evil. Cling to what is good. All that. Philippians two. Um, that's the humility, humility. chapter. Being right. like Jesus. What does that look like? Um, and then Ephesians four. Really four, five, and six. But Ephesians four and five in particular, where it's just, um, man, Paul is just doubling down on this. How do we treat each other? Yeah, because they were really wrestling doing, with that. Yeah, yeah, stop doing some of these things. Stop lying to each other. Stop stealing right. from each other. Stop, you know, talk to one another like this and treat one another like this. Offer grace. Offer forgiveness as Christ has forgiven you, all right. these kinds of things. So anyway, those are some great places to go if you guys want to check them out. Um, Proverbs 17, Romans 12, Philippians 2, Ephesians 4, 5, 6. Um, like I said, First John, mm-hmm. and then just read the Gospels and see these examples of how Jesus treated others right. um, constantly. So yeah. let's love one another, for love comes from God. That's right? exactly right. God is love, First John 4, 8. Um, he's our example. He's our power. Um, and he gives us the call and the command to be these kinds of people with each other. So. Yeah. And Jesus says, by your love, they're going to know your mind. They're going to know your mind. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully uh, today has been helpful and edifying and encouraging. Um, next week, we're going to take a little bit of a turn. Um, we've been talking really relational stuff the last few weeks. Um, next week, we got a new question. I'll, I'll go ahead and set it up for you. So um, the question for next week is really on kind of the nature of sin, and in particular, the very first human sin from Adam and Eve. Yeah. Um, as they're in the Garden of Eden, and we see this kind of whole scene as they eat the fruit. Um, the question is, like, how did they even know that they were doing something wrong? If, you know, good and evil weren't really, like, was right. that even a thing to them? Did they right. understand what they were doing? Um, all that. So anyway, we're going to get into that next week and just talk a little bit as best we can. Right. Um, uh, maybe some theology and some some <laughs> thoughts on, you know, the nature of sin and and all this. I think it's going to be a really cool episode. A little, uh, and we're already kind of having fun with that in our yeah. minds and thinking through yeah. it and trying to study a little bit on that. So anyway, please join us next week. We, we'd love to um, just chat with that, chat with you guys about all that. And if you have any questions, send them in to us. And as always, seek first, first the, the kingdom, kingdom of God. God. Thank you for listening to the Seek First podcast. We hope and pray that you have been encouraged and empowered to seek first the kingdom and righteousness of God in every area of your life. If you are a teen or young adult and have a question or topic that you would like Stephanie and Kurt to discuss on Seek First, simply email kurt at eastridge.church. Until next time, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness.